0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in
1: Faith. See, when we honor Him, He will honor us. David wanted God to be the center of the people's life, the center of the national life. It's when parents, and it's when moms and dads, it's when young people and old people say, listen, we want God to be the center of our church. We want God to be the center of our home. We want God to be the center of our life. We're not going to focus on the world. Our love is not going to be for the things of this life. It's going to be for a life to come. It's going to be for our Savior.
0: Reaching up arms open wide we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet david wanted god to be the center of his people's lives he desired to put god first and he was blessed in today's message pastor ed teaches that if we align ourselves to god's will then we'll be blessed too when we honor him he honors us No matter your circumstances, you're in a unique position to raise God up and magnify Him. We can do this in our homes, at our schools, and jobs, in our cities, and in our countries. When we build these things around God, the rest falls into place. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, God's Work, God's Way.
1: Psalm 132, David says, they're referring to David's oath. He swore an oath to the Lord and made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes, no slumber to my eyelids, till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. That's referring to the ark. David dreamt about it. He prayed about it. It was something deep in his heart. Oh, that that would be the way we would live our Christian life. The way we would walk as believers. That we would long to be in the house of God so that we could be in his presence. That we would yearn to open up the sacred book and hear him speak to us. That We would find times of great delight on our knees pursuing him and seeking him. That our pleasures would not be so much in the world. But our greatest pleasures would be to be in his presence. There was a desire that David had for the presence of God. And that desire was a deep desire There was a deep sensitivity. But David was not aware fully of the danger of God's presence. The danger. And that's what happens in this story. In Hebrews, the author warns us, Therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. God can be a refining fire to transform the dross and burn up the dross in our life and transform our lives. Or it can be a fire of judgment. God's presence is a savor of life to one and a savor of death to another. Depending upon our attitudes, our response. Picture with me the procession. They begin this long procession. There's 30,000 military personnel. Plus, people from all over the nation are leading the procession. It's about nine miles, and they're going up towards Jerusalem. And as they travel up towards Jerusalem, suddenly, way up in front, the line stops. A dead stop. What happened? The singing stops. The shouting, the trumpets, the chauffeur, it's no noise at all. A dead silence. And down the line, backward and forward, a whisper, Isaiah, he's dead. He fell dead. What happened? The ark began to shake. They walked across the threshing floor, and the oxen lost their footing. And he stretched out his hand to keep it from falling. And God smote him dead. God. There are mysteries in the Bible. Unexplainable things that happen. But I think the meaning can be found. If you look at Yuzah. And Ahio. Their brothers. Ahio and Yuza Grew up in the house of Abinadab. For decades. They had seen the Ark of the Covenant. It was part of the familiar furniture in their home. But as they witnessed the Ark of the Covenant, they became accustomed to it, used to it. They walked by it, they saw it. It it was something that they were so familiar with. What sometimes happens is we become accustomed to holy things. We hear the songs of Zion. We pray the prayers. We have more than one copy of the Bible on the shelf. And we become so accustomed and familiar with a holy God that we no longer see him as holy. Yes, reaches out to steady the ark like he might reach out to steady any piece of furniture. Someone keeping a a sack of corn from falling. It's so easy to lose our sense of awe of God that we simply fail to see who he is and how great he is. Here's Yusuf. I'm sure his intentions were just to help. But he violates scripture because the ark was never to be touched, never to be handled. See, God protects himself. When he was in the Philistine territory, He protected himself. The Philistines couldn't deal with this powerful, almighty God. Dagon, flat on his face, broken. Plagues coming from one city to another, to another. Every place they moved, the ark, God's judgment fell upon them. No, no, no. We can't control God. We have to recognize that he is greater than anything that we've ever encountered. This God is a holy God. We must reverence his person. We must reverence his person. God's person is to be reverenced. It says in verses 6 and 7, they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the ox stumbled the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act therefore God struck him down he died there beside the ark of God the whole parade celebration stopped silence David's angry David's fearful. David puts a halt. And they just simply go to the nearest house and ask him if they would keep that ark. Now, three months later, David's going to go back and bring the ark, but this time he's going to be successful. But something happens in those three months. You should see that God's precepts are to be respected. And 1st Chronicles 15 12 to 13 that's what David's going to discover that's what David's going to realize He said to them, you are the leaders of the Levite families. You must purify yourself and all your fellow Levites so that they can bring the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. Because you Levites did not carry the ark the first time, the anger of the Lord our God burst out against us. We failed to ask God how to move it properly. See, David... He knew it was God's will. He consulted with the officers. But what he had failed to do, and which he had done so many times in the past, he failed at this moment to simply get before God and say, God, how do we do this? What they had done was, the last time the ark was moved, it was by the Philistines. They made a new cart. They put the cows and attached the cows to that cart. And the cows took the cart and the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel's territory. And so they decided they were going to do what the Philistines did. They were going to copy their mode of transportation. After all, it's a lot easier than having the Levites carry the Ark of the Covenant all that distance. It's a lot more efficient to do it that way. Do you see? Though the world may do things a certain way. And it may be attractive. And we may be pulled into it. We must order our lives. How we live life. How we walk. And how we talk. By the book. God will not excuse our ignorance. They had to simply Allow God to be God and to follow His precepts fully, completely. Even if we have the very best intentions, we cannot, we cannot violate God's commands. The ends do not justify the means. Here is a holy God that we must listen to. A holy God whose word was given to us so that we would order our lives by his word. And David would realize that. And as David prayed and as he sought God, God gave him insight what to do, what not to do. He went by what the book said. God. God would bless David. But David would have to learn that God's presence can be dangerous. Where his holy fire burns, it could ignite passion for him or it can consume us in judgment. There was a holy desire That David had but there was also a holy delight that he would have with God's presence in Psalm 16 verse 11 says you have made known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasure at your right hand that's David's words He knew the joy and the peace and the presence of God in his life. There is no greater joy than living in the presence of God. There is no greater joy than knowing the voice of God. There is no greater peace than walking with God and knowing that he walks with you. The world's joy can't be compared with God's joy. And see, what God was saying, David, here's a way you can delight in my presence. And David was going to learn that. I like what Max Lucado said, God's present is his presence. His greatest gift is himself. God gives us himself. He knocks at the door of our heart and he says, I'll come in. He knocks at the door of our home and he says, I'll come in. He knocks at the door of the church and he says, I'll come in. And to a people who will say, even so, come Lord Jesus. He comes into their midst and he changes their lives. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a delight in the presence of God. You see, this home is blessed. Obed-Edom's home. Verse 11 of 2 Samuel 6. The ark of the Lord remained in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed. Obed-Edom's and his entire house now let me ask you what would happen if a knock came on your door and the procession had just stopped and Yuza had just been slain and they said would you mind keeping the ark in your house they said where are we going to put those children (laughs) Obed-Edom opened his home and he invited God's presence there And his home was blessed. Every single home that welcomes the presence of God in, that centers and focuses around the presence of God, will be blessed. And everybody knew, open Edom's house, they're blessed. Now, I don't know, it's... How everybody knew, but maybe they saw the glory of the Lord upon them. Maybe they saw their joy in trials. Maybe they saw the strength of God help them through whatever they were going through. But in Obed and Edom's household, they were blessed. I promise you, according to the word of God, that if you make the presence of God your chief desire, and if you recognize that God is a holy God, and you reverence his person, and you respect his precepts, that God's blessing would be on your life, it'll be on your home, it'll be on everything that you do. David saw it, and David said, Let's go get the ark. But I want you to watch what happens as David goes and gets the ark. Verses 11 to 13. The ark of the Lord remained there in Obed Edom's house for three months, and the Lord blessed him. And then King David said, the Lord's blessed his house, and so he's going to go and get the ark. So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed Edom to the seat of David with a great celebration after the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fatted calf. I want you to picture this with me. They opened the door from Obed-Edom's house. Now they're going to do it right. They have Levites. They have a pole that goes through the rings that are attached to the ark of the covenant. There's the Kohites, they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant. One, two, three, four, five, six. Stop! The command goes out. David makes a sacrifice. The blood is spilt and poured out. Why? Why? David wanted to sanctify his heart and he wanted everyone prepared as they would bring the presence of God to the city of Jerusalem Psalm 24 was written at this time Listen to the words of David Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and pure heart, who does not lift his soul up to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive a blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Here David is... And he knows he's going to ascend to the holy hill of the Lord. And he wants clean hands and a pure heart. And he knows the only way for that to happen for his people is to be under the blood of a sacrifice. The only way we can approach a living and a holy God is through the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. When we live under the blood of Christ, when we walk under the blood of Christ, when the blood of Christ is applied to our hearts continually as we walk sensitive to the Spirit, saying, search me, O God, and know my heart today, and see if there be any wicked way in me. When believers begin to be serious about their life and walk with God, Then God comes in and he manifests himself in powerful ways. He walks with you and he talks with you and you know that you belong to the king of kings. The New Testament writer Luke looks in Acts. He makes a comment about David and he says concerning David, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Was David a perfect man? No. And as we study his life in weeks to come, we'll see that. But David's intent was to do the will of God. His intent was to obey God. And he knew that God wanted to be the center of the nation's life. That God wanted his presence there and for his people to know his presence. And there David was preparing. And in Psalm 24, as they approach these walls, David is dancing with all his might. Not in regal robes of purple. Not in the attire of a king. But in the plain attire of a peasant. A simple white robe with a tunic dancing before the Lord and their shouts from the wall as he approaches the wall as he approaches the city and the gates open here's the antiphonal singing that goes on lift up your heads O you gates be lifted up you ancient doors the king of glory may come in who is the king of glory? the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. See, when David was going into that city, he didn't want to distract anyone. That's why he wore the simple white robe with a tunic under it. And that's why Michael, the daughter of Saul, his wife, looked at him with disgust and disdain she was used to everything being so proper she grew up in the house of Saul who was so concerned about appearances how everything looked outwardly and so she rebuked him but he said no I want you to know that God will honor me that God will honor me see when we honor him he will honor us David wanted God to be the center of the people's life the center of the national life It's when parents and it's when moms and dads, it's when young people and old people say, listen, we want God to be the center of our church. We want God to be the center of our home. We want God to be the center of our life. We're not going to focus on the world. Our love is not going to be for the things of this life. It's going to be for a life to come. It's going to be for our Savior. When we have such a hunger, where we thirst for the presence of God, and when we can get in the presence of God, and if God has to correct us, If God has to change us, we say, oh God, here I am. Wash my heart, cleanse my life. Lord, I take the sacrifice of the precious blood of the Lamb of God. As believers, when we start seeking him with all our hearts and saying, God, what we want in this place is your presence. What we want in this place is your anointing. What we want in this place is for you to touch our lives and to change our lives. We want your presence more than we want the very air that we breathe.
0: We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith as Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955. And let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith Radio Ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David.
1: Your word and peace.